Isn't that an awesome video? Oh my gosh. What a beautiful, beautiful expression. So this video started out with a message from Marian Williamson saying that, and I'm paraphrasing, that our greatest contribution to life is the ability, to, the greatest contribution to healing the world is our ability to forgive. And last week we did this great exercise and it was moving and we were, we were tearful. I mean, it was, it was a powerful, powerful release for many of us. And I went home and I was, I was good. I felt good. I did my own forgiving work. I felt like we as a community had gone deep in, which I, I'm so grateful that we're able to do. Then I was in such a good place. And then the week started. And Monday came and Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday, I was set to have coffee with Reverend Roger to talk about some things that we have coming up in the new year. And Friday morning, I decided I would read Facebook early in the morning because I was up early. And so I want to pre- pre- um, preface this by saying there, this is not a political statement. We're not here to talk about politics. I started my day reading a statement that I felt was reflective of religious prejudice. And that was a statement that had to do with making everybody who's Muslim in our country register somehow. Now, we all have something, don't we? So my friend Julie, who you met last week, her issue with the world is hunger, that nobody goes hungry. And that's where her great work is. And she has fed 150,000 people this year in this country through her Fans with Cans program. It's what she cares about. It's the thing that she gets passionate about. We all have something, um, some kind of rights that might be environmental for you. Could be anything. Could be oriented towards your children, your grandchildren. For me, it's religious freedom. And most of you know that I do my deepest work in the interfaith world, working on how we have communication, how we learn from one another. So I read this statement and I was livid. Everything I know about forgiveness went right out the window <laughs> because I was this, this insulted my sense of righteousness. We can't do this. And I immediately... In my, in my self-righteous position, re- pardon me, replied. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually reply. I, I posted my own message and it basically said, no, Mr. Candidate, we do not agree. This is not okay. And I left it there for 30 minutes, which is about how long it took me to calm down. And to realize that isn't the expression that I choose to be. My sensibility about what I find right and wrong didn't change. What changed is my understanding that and my, my awareness that where we put our energy is where things increase. So most of us understand, we've talked about this, but we have to have the reminder, don't we, that our currency in the universe is our attention. That is the thing we pay. 
We pay attention, and where we pay attention, things increase. So it's really important for us to look at what catches our attention and to consider how we're going to react to it. So what happened for me might be what happens for you sometimes when you read something you're paying attention to. The adrenaline went right through my body. I got upset. What happens when your body gets flushed with adrenaline is that your mechanism, your biological mechanism here, thinks you've gone into fight or flight. It thinks you're under attack. Something is wrong. So your body gets filled with chemicals that heat you up so that you can either fight or, in my case, write venomous words. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is that, that comes to you in that moment. The thing that most of us don't think about when that happens is when we go into fight or flight mechanism, when we go into that elevated sense of anger or fear or concern, there's, there are rational, uh, rational making parts of our brain that shut down. Because fight or flight is an instantaneous response. It's not a thought response. It comes from the reptilian part of our brain. So when we go into those areas where we feel anger, we think less clearly. And we generate maximum energy, don't we? And we throw it at exactly what we don't want. Oh, I think there are some familiar sighs in this room. (laughs) So... It didn't take me very long to realize that I needed to do something different. What it, what it did for me is it prompted a great conversation. Roger and I were able to, to enjoin around how we choose to stay balanced in who we are, how it is that we keep our feet firmly on the ground. And part of this is having an intention right up front, isn't it? Because we all have an issue. It doesn't matter what your issue is, except to you. Whatever your issue is, your focus has to go toward what you want to have happen rather than what you don't want to have happen. What is it that we're creating in our world today? Because we are inundated with social media news and conversation about everything that's wrong, everything that we could find ourselves passionately against. What is it? that we are creating, and how do we go there? So if we look at the examples, I was said to, to Roger, WWJD, and he laughed at me, because, you know, what, what would Jesus do? What do we do? What would Buddha do? What would the great prophets do in these cases? How do we come back? Well, if we look at the work of Jesus, if we look at the work of the Buddha, if we look at the, the legends and stories about Kuan Yin, we find some things in common. We find two in particular that are important that work very well together. And those two things are compassion and forgiveness. And when we can accomplish compassion, we can forgive. And when we can forgive, we can go to love. And love is really, truly what most of us are trying to create. Just think about it. It doesn't matter what the problem is. 
If the problem is religious persecution, the answer is to love. If the problem is trouble with the environment, the answer is to love. If the problem is people being hungry, the answer is to love, isn't it? Because from a place of love, we will make the right choices for everyone. From a place of love, we will look through a very specific set of eyes that include all people and consider what is good for all people. So in this particular case, I struggled with how I was going to come to compassion for this idea. How am I going to come to compassion for, for this idea that we should register people, that we should somehow uh, mark and isolate a group of people? How will I do that? And the thing that came back over and over for me was, this is fear talking. This is fear talking. This is motivated by fear. It's motivated by a desire to have an answer to fear. This is fear. It's coming from lots of different directions and culminating in a possibility that really doesn't, in my mind, um, necessarily reduce fear. But for some people, some people see it as that. So when something goes wrong and, and, um, and our passions are kicked up, we have to move away from the idea that this is one person who is at the root of this. And we have to be able to look at something bigger, don't we? What, what energy is being focused here? Because where we put our energy grows. So if we focus our energy on fear, something big will grow from that, won't it? So can I have compassion for fear? Yes, pretty easily. I can pretty easily go to a place of compassion. Let's talk for a minute about compassion. Because there are three different ways that we can respond when something is wrong. First, we can respond with sympathy. Sympathy says, oh, I'm so sorry that's happening to you. I'm so sorry that's happening to you. It's almost an affirmation for us that it's happening to you. I'm so sorry that's happening to you. That's sympathy. Empathy says, I know exactly how you feel because I'm feeling it too. I can empathetically relate to you. The indigenous tribes call it skinwalking. And people do it to various degrees. If you grew up in a household that was volatile, you will be a good skinwalker. You probably learned to watch your parents or whoever was, was volatile come through the door and you had to be able to judge what was the mood of the day. So you will have developed good skinwalking skills, have the ability to really tell. Um, if, you, if you grew up in a very loving environment, you may not have had reason to develop such extreme empathy. Some people are truly so empathetic that if you are injured, they have an ache or a pain in the area that you're injured in. They will be able to walk up and tell you did you do something to your knee? My knee is aching while I'm talking to you. So empathy has very a very wide range of expressions. The danger of empathy is that if I'm empathetically relating with you, I want whatever's bothering you to stop because it's bothering me. So I will do about anything to help you feel better. 
And if you find yourself being one of those people that when someone comes up and says, I've got a terrible problem, you always have a solution, there's a very good chance you have high empathetic skill. Because as soon as you can find the solution, you will feel better too. And that can be very valuable in some environments. It's, a, it's not a bad skill, but it is a skill you should understand when you're using it. It's very different than compassion. Compassion is not feeling bad for you, and compassion is not feeling for you. Compassion is being with you while you feel. I'm willing to be with you. So I liken it to the work of a midwife. A midwife will be able to be with you when you're giving birth. She's not going to feel the pain for you. She's not going to feel bad for you that you're having the pain because she knows something good is coming from that process. She's going to stay calm and balanced because you won't be. (laughs) And she's going to do small things, help you find a comfortable place, get you a glass of water. She's going to do the small things that help you to have a better experience where you are. That's the perfect description of compassion. Compassion says I can be with the world which is in fear. I can acknowledge the fear and I don't have to take it in. I can acknowledge it, play witness to it and hold the energy that something amazing is being birthed from what I'm witnessing. Our friend Richard Anthony, who's a member here, says, I can't wait to see what good comes out of this. He says it in some of the moments that just shock me because I can't quite get to something good is coming. But compassion is that. Compassion is the ability to be with someone or the world in what they're feeling and to bear witness while you hold a knowing that something better is coming. So when we apply, when we recognize that there's fear right now in our world and we apply compassion with the understanding that we are growing into something new, we don't have to join in the energy of putting our focus on what's wrong, do we? We can put our focus on holding the high watch. This is not avoidance. It doesn't tell you that you won't feel fear yourself. You might. Then you hold compassion for yourself. I am part of this lesson. Obviously, for me in this incident, I am part of this lesson. It brings big energy up for me. So can I be compassionate with myself? And understand that I am as human as every other person. Can you be compassionate with yourself? And notice when you're feeling something intense. And allow forgiveness. So last week we learned that forgiveness is releasing hope that the past could be different. So that we can place our hope on the future. Releasing hope that the past can be different so that we can place our hope where it actually can be used. So if we are feeling compassion for ourselves because something, in my case, had brought me into an awareness of fear, 
whatever it is that you're feeling, anger, resentment, whatever it is, if you can be in compassion with yourself on that and notice it, can you then forgive yourself, letting go of the idea that whatever you're feeling would have been any different, and place your hope on the future? And when we do that, when we place our hope on the future, we go to love, don't we? Love for ourselves and love for anybody else who's having the same similar experience. Then we are paying attention to the future. Our our massive currency in the universe is being directed to what it is that we want to create to the holding of something better. There's a uh, physics law that says things that vibrate, and everything does, will raise to the highest vibration around whatever is there. So if something's vibrating at a lower level, it will raise to a higher level if it's exposed to a higher vibration. What happens when we move from the vibration of fear, anger, whatever it is that we're, that is is moving us into that fight or flight kind of response. When we come out of that and we raise our vibration, we hold the high watch and give other people something to raise too, don't we? So when we post something like I did that is of a low vibration, that is fear-based and, and anger-based, we have to find something that brings us back up. That's ours to do. It's our work to be aware of whether we're contributing to the problem or contributing our energy to the solution. So everything that we've learned this month about forgiveness brings us in that direction, doesn't it? Brings us in the direction that allows us to identify, to hold, bear witness to what's going on, to hold compassion for that, in our compassion to forgive others and forgive ourselves, and from there to move to love in whatever expression that is. So we have a huge responsibility here at Unity Spiritual Center. We have a huge responsibility because this is what we know. This is what we do. This is what we practice. This is the teaching of Jesus the Christ. This is what is offered to us. It's woven into the very fabric of what unity is. And whether you're a follower of Jesus, or you're a follower of Buddha, or you're a follower of Allah, or who it is that is the archetype that brings you to your most divine indwelling self, no matter who it is that brings you there or what it is that brings you there, Because you chose to get up out of bed this morning and come here, you are accountable. Wishing you had stayed in bed this morning. (laughs) You are accountable for what you know. You are accountable for what you post. You are accountable for what you say. You are accountable because you are aware that your energy is powerful, that you are the divine expressing and how you express changes the world. I have a couple of quotes for you. The Dalai Lama said, compassion, forgiveness, 
These are the real ultimate sources of power for peace and success in life. Mahatma Gandhi said, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is an attribute of the strong. David Ridge said, true forgiveness is not an action after the fact. It is an attitude with which you enter each moment. Pima Chandra said, compassion is not a relationship between the healer and the wounded. It's a relationship between equals. Only when we know our own darkness well can we present the darkness in others. Compassion becomes real when we recognize our shared humanity. And Martin Luther King said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that.